Welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I'm really excited about. He's out around promoting his new film, Ford vs. Ferrari, and I'm so excited to see the movie, and I'm so excited to meet him. I'm talking about Oscar Award winner Christian Bale. How's it going, Christian? Hi. It's going well. So, so um, new yeah. movie. Yeah, it was, uh, it was nice being able to do it. Uh, Matt Damon, marvelous actor. Yeah, you you guys got along well. No, not particularly, but he is a, just a marvelous actor. Love love being able to spend time with him, look into his eyes, appreciate his work. Oh, so wait, so not particularly. You, you so you didn't get along well with Matt. Oh, Damon. I don't I don't like spending time with other actors outside of the set. Really. No, I, I I like to spend time only there, only think of them as the characters during the time of the filming of the film. It, it's funny that you say that because you've been uh, known to be more of like a method actor. Yes. In, in your um time, like uh, last year's movie Vice that came out where you played Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. you like you gained a lot of weight. And Absolutely. Like, I mean, from all purposes, you felt like you became him. Yep, I still had the CPOD. From my time as Wait, it's uh, CPOD, yeah, COPD. Pardon me. What was COPD? Uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. Oh, so heart disease? No, pulm. Uh, oh, lungs, lung disease. Lungs. Oh, got it. Wait, how'd you get lung disease? The weight. The weight? Mm-hmm. I messed up uh, my ability to speak. Wait. So, do, so do you like? hurt your health like every character you play i do uh aren't you afraid that's gonna like hurt your longevity as like a living person well the steroids i did when i did the batman coming off the machinist uh definitely did a lot of damage to my body yeah you you gained 80 pounds Mm -hmm. i was fat man no no it was like 80 pounds of muscle well i it it was covered in a layer of fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that, like I, I remember like the machinist. You lost sixty pounds to play the machinist, and then you had to gain eighty pounds of muscle to be Batman. I did. And like, I don't know. Were you glad that like at least the for that time being you were still like Batman for like three movies? It was a good time. Um. Yep. It was a great time. I loved it. Uh, I love feeling like I was Batman, uh, just saving people. One one thing they don't talk about with what I did was uh, uh, saving children. Oh, during during the filming, you, they brought you... children to the set, and I I did everything I could to save them. Not just the the cancer patient children. You know, make a wish. But, you know, children, they just need somebody taken care of. Okay, so you, they weren't actually, like, putting children in danger, and then you had to practice saving them. It no. It was more of an emotional no. thing. Mo- emotional, yeah. Sometimes, you know, kindergarten cop style hit the parents. Okay. But uh, nothing nothing too bad. Uh, but, yeah, it really makes you feel like Batman. Now, you, you spent a lot of time as Batman, uh, since then, there, there's now two new Batmen. There, there's 
the uh, Ben Affleck Batman. No. No? Um, and it was recently announced that now Robert Pattinson is going to play Batman. Fantastic actor. Okay, okay but Ben Affleck? Mind you, Matt Damon mm. might be listening to this podcast since you are promoting the two of yours film. Mm. Yeah. I got to say, uh, he's, a, he's a good man, but um, and he's got a lot of money. Save the save the Batman franchise. Who saved the Batman franchise? Ben Affleck. Wait, how did he send save the Batman franchise? Well, they uh, they were gonna replace him with Nightwing. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was uh, that was the thing they were gonna do. Um. And uh, Ben Affleck came in. He said, "Hey, I'll be Batman." And it's good there, but. He doesn't understand the role. Yeah, that makes sense. We had actually had Ben Affleck on the podcast, mm. and um, he seemed just willing to play any role thrown at him. And Absolutely. Like, they, but they didn't seem that different from each other. He kind of like did every role kind of as Ben Affleck and not really as a new character. How do you feel about that? It's How do you shame. feel about like actors that don't feel like they're creating a new character each time? It's a shame. It's and. Uh... It's a bastardization of the craft, and it uh, shouldn't be allowed. Who are your top three actors in the acting world right now that you say, like, they know the craft and, like, you wish to be more like them? Mm. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. Um, she does everything she can. What was it like to work with Amy Adams? Because you, you two uh, starred together in American Hustle. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the fighter, and the fighter, and uh, and Vice. She oh yeah, she was in Vice as well. Yeah, wife. yeah. Um, amazing. She uh, she's the most dedicated woman I uh, have ever come into contact with as an actor. Um, besides her, I'd say uh, the uh, the next best. Uh, me, obviously. I mean, you inspire yourself. Indeed, every day, every day. Uh, he's not working anymore. Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, that was a good work. Yeah, he's now uh, makes shoes. He does. Um, ha, he, have he got you been in contact with him? Uh, not in the last uh, six months. I feel months. like you two would get along well. We do. We do. I I like to think of myself as the new Daniel Day Lewis. The new Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. The, the taking He's not what Daniel. Dead. Well, to me, to most people, he is to the acting world. He is a. He's an inspiration, but what he did, there's a line in the sand, and we've moved beyond that. And uh, I'm happy he's gone. But I'm happy he did what he did. Now, um, the thing about Daniel Day-Lewis was he was very picky about the projects he decided to do. Like, he only did, like, one movie every, like, three years. And it was, like, generally, like, a Steven Spielberg or Martin Scorsese, you know, a Paul Thomas Anderson film. Mm -hmm. You have been a little less selective. I have. I have tried... Uh to be a little less selective. But in you being less selective, there's been like some uh, movies that weren't as great. Uh, namely, uh, 
Terminator Salvation? Don't recall. You don't recall it? Don't don't recall that film. You, you don't remember? Hey, no. Um, all I remember there, is... There was a uh, famous tape of you yelling at uh, the, 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 sta- like, the crew of the film. You had like a famous outburst. It made the news. <sighs> you were very angry. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you're gonna have to be more specific. Um, uh, that happens pretty often on my films. Really? Mm-hmm. You, you, it just unfortunately on uh, on that uh, on my film, um, it um, no. Has there ever been a film mm. where you didn't have an outburst? Uh, what was that um, film I was in as a child? The Newsies? Yeah, did not. Uh, I was fine there. I was, oh, uh, okay. Because that was like your first film. Yeah, I was perfectly fine there. Perfectly fine. But like, I mean, you, you got your first... For the listeners who don't know, your first big role was American Psycho, where you played Patrick Bateman. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like where you, like people learned who you were. They did. Um, did what Ma- Marvelous role. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Hey, it is. Um, I love that movie today because anytime I uh, I go to a Best Buy and somebody is looking for American Psycho, I know those are my people. You you go to a Best Buy? Mm-hmm. I just walk around. I got my uh, nondescript hat, glasses. And you look for like people looking to buy DVDs. Mm-hmm. I I make recommendations. What what do you recommend? My movies. Okay, even um, Terminator Salvation? Again, you're going to need to be more specific with that. But yes, if if they're looking for a good Terminator film, that's a good one. There's a lot of them. One just came out. Mm. Um, I can't even remember what it's called, like with Sarah Connor. It's Dark Fate. They asked me to be in that film. Yeah? They did. They wanted you to reprise your role? Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, uh, Terminator Salvation, if I recall, it was more of, like, a prequel to the Terminator series. And, like... We did a lot of special things in that film. Um, yeah, um, sequel, prequel, jumping around. It was good. It was... Uh, they, they, we took some chances. Um, but, yeah, it was a, it was a great film. All right. Minus minus some unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, it it, it's, it sounds like things got a little uh, tough. Yeah. Um. But let's talk a little bit more about Ford versus Ferrari, mm-hmm. because you got a great cast with you. Obviously, the previously mentioned Matt Damon. Um. Also, Tracy Letts plays uh, Ford, and uh, it's about uh, the the race between Ford and Ferrari. The two car companies at Le Mans, which is like a big race that happens in France. What was there a lot of research you had to do? Well, I uh, took uh, I took classes on uh, driving. I haven't driven much. Really? No, I haven't. Did uh, you have to drive when you d- were Batman? Did you actually drive the Batmobile? We had some people helping helping with that. Um, uh, but uh, it's hard to stay in character as the Batman and drive um, because there's so many computer navigations um, 
with uh, with uh, doing that. Um, but with this film, um, you had to relearn how to drive. I d I had to relearn how to drive. Special special um, instructors uh, giving us uh, the opportunity to drive Fords, Ferraris, uh, those sorts of things. Um, I uh, drove a Subaru during the time, which was quite nice. It uh, was a very relaxing drive. Very appreciated. Give me some time to reflect uh, on uh, on my life, my decisions. Frankly, I uh, can't recommend it enough. Uh, driving a Subaru? Mm, it's a beautiful car. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Good engineering. Okay. I, I, I mean, I believe you. Um, It's just more like... I would hope that you did. Uh, it's never seen as like a sporty car. It's more seen mm. as kind of like a grandma car. I mean, my dad owns a Subaru. That's that's a wise investment. I mean, I guess they're safe. Mm. They don't seem like a race car. No, is what I'm no. saying. No, it was a, it was a it was a change of pace when you're driving. How'd you learn how to drive a race car? Um, well, you sit in it. You put uh, the key in the ignition. How much do you need to know? Well, no, and I, I, I get, I know how to drive a car, oh, but okay. like, okay. I mean, like, you, you have to learn how to have like the lightning fast reflexes. Mm. Of, like, yes, uh, they put us in a, uh, in a harness that, uh, if you do crash, um, you're less likely to die. Oh, uh, and. Um, then you just go as fast as you can. You make your turns, uh, turn left a lot. Uh, it's usually on a racetrack. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, they put obstacles in the way, typically. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, so Is there anything unusual that they had you do to, like, prepare for this role? Because right now it sounds pretty basic, pretty straightforward. I, um... You have to get used to the smell of gasoline. Okay, film. that makes sense. Um, I've actually had some trouble. Um, I uh, get deep into my roles. Uh, it's, it's, it warped my brain. Really? Mm, huffing. Wait, the, the smelling of gasoline? Yeah. Um, well, generally, you shouldn't huff gasoline. That's going to, like... Yeah, uh, but I had to make up for years uh, and years of... Of not smelling it, my character smells it for years. So w you just smelled a bunch at once. Yeah, what I did is I got a, I went to my local gas station and just got some diesel, and uh, just opened it in my house. For our listeners out there, we do not recommend huffing gasoline. That's uh, sounds very dangerous. Could cause brain damage. Um, <sighs> I'm sure it didn't feel good. Yeah, I uh, felt great actually. Um, like, oh, it also can get you high, which mm. is why some people huff gasoline. It is. Um, but it's it's caused some confusion um, in uh, who I am. Uh, but I'm very excited about the new film, da Terminated Dark Fate. Um, it's going to be very good. I'm no, was, you were in Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, correct. You, you, oh, yeah, okay. Well, I think, Christian, we've reached a part of the show. We do a few speed rounds. Basically, we play a couple mm -hmm. games on this show. The first game we like to play is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I have three names listed, and you tell me which order each name goes into. 
First name, Ben Affleck. Second name, Michael Keaton. Third name, Adam West. These are all famously people who played Batman. Um, kill Ben Affleck. No, I saw that one coming. Mm-hmm. Marry Michael Keaton. Respect his work. Um, and uh, I guess uh, engage in sexual relations. With Adam West? With Adam West, yes. All right. Well, the next game we like to play here is a little bit of word association. Basically, I say a word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. First word, car. Fear. Mobile. Death. Wheel. Beauty. Track. Speed. Oh. Yeah, we're still playing the game. Oh, we're still my, playing my the game. Apologies. All right, next word: speed, magic, fuel, delicious, fire, fear, victory, my career, and golden, my future. All right. Well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Christian Bale for stopping by. Christian, is there anything you want to say to our listeners before you head out? see my films yeah well that, that's okay um see christian's films well thank you christian for stopping by and thank you all for listening and we will see you all next time for listening to the yes and i am podcast this podcast has been completely improvised so instead of having the actual christian bale with us here today has been my buddy matt stores how's it going man uh, pretty well oh you don't pretty have an well. accent i Look don't i don't wow uh, that's acting it is acting and it is um what my uh, patented uh highly inconsistent uh acting <laughs> uh when uh, you know when you when you fall into a role like Christian Bale, um, you know what I like to think of is uh, the fact that uh, you know if he really was sitting down for like a comfortable interview, he would just start lapsing between characters uh, that he did. Yeah, no, um, he he's done a lot of accents. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know for a good portion of that, I feel like I was just doing a Christian Bale version of Dick Cheney. Um, <laughs> And I was just like, okay, we got to get back to it, got to get back to it. But uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, Chris, it's it's fun. I think actually in this new movie, he actually has his native accent. Oh, really? Once. Yeah. Because okay. he, he sounded like, I mean, and I don't know what if he's doing another action right. that's like British-esque. Right. But he definitely has like a British-esque, like Welsh-esque accent. Yeah, yeah. But then again, it could be Scottish for all I know. Yeah, I mean, who like, knows? He does. And that's oh, yeah. the thing. He is so specific on these things. Absolutely. He And he goes so deep into it that, like, he, you know, he f- literally falls into the character um, to where, like, it's just, it's hard for him to, you know, to kind of get out of it. Um, it's but, hard to yeah. recognize him in right. characters. It is. Like, yeah. American Hustle, I remember seeing, and I'm like, wait that's christian bale right and it like he gained weight he got you know back problems from that one and like like he slipped a disc i think yeah and it's just like why yeah like you don't need to do that just trust your makeup artist you know you don't need to gain the weight you can you can make it work but it was insane like seeing how the transformation he did for dick cheney Mm -hmm. and like 
But it's like there's so many like old white dudes that like that are look like that already that right. could play their role. Well, <laughs> What's yeah, the it, point exactly. And I feel like that's it's like a trend of like you can't have anybody uh, like you have to have the name. You have to have the name in the film uh, to get it to get it you know greenlit and to go on. And it's like okay, well we can get Christian Bale. Oh well, like Christian, do you want to be you know this? You know, do you want to be George W. Bush? You know, maybe in you know Vice, for instance. I was like, no, no, no. I want the main. I want Dick Cheney. It's like, okay, well, we got this amazingly makeup funny. crew. It's you know. funny because like they they totally did him up. Right. Sam Rockwell still looks like Sam. Rockwell. It's completely <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Well, they they spent all their budget on getting him food and the makeup to make him look like that, and they're but like, Sam well, Sam Rockwell looks nothing like George W. Bush at all, at all, not at all. It's like they they swaffed his hair, and they're like, cool, you're good to go. Uh, you brought your own wardrobe, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. We're good to go. <laughs> you're just gonna be Sam Rockwell again. Exactly. Which I love Sam Rockwell. He's, He's great. One of my yeah. favorite actors. Go see Jojo Rabbit if you haven't seen yeah. it my favorite movie of the yeah, year. I'm seeing it tomorrow. Awesome. But yeah, but speaking of favorite movies, do you have a favorite Christian Bale film? Uh I mean, I think uh um what is that film? Um you know, I do Describe like Describe it to me. I uh, have them all listed here. Uh there's the one where maybe that's the Daniel Craig movie. What's the one where he's um Can I see the list? Is that? I mean, it's in my handwriting. Oh, that's you. Your your handwriting is perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say. I mean, oh, I do love the Prestige. Yeah, I do the love prestige the Prestige. Is a great movie. Yeah, there's some flaws in that film, but I did, uh, I did really like it. I saw it originally. Um, it was uh, right around the time they switched, or like my local movie theater switched from uh, film to digital. Oh. Uh, so there was. Was a, it in film or digital? Um, I, I believe uh, it's Nolan. It should have been in film, right? Right. Exactly. And so it was. Uh, there was a. Gr- they messed up the tape or uh, the the film. Uh, so there was a green line on the right hand side of the screen. Oh no. Um, and they like had a disclaimer when we bought tickets and everything like that, and like. like Did they discount the tickets at least? Uh, they they offered refunds. Uh, oh, for okay. people uh, until they got a new one, but I was just like, "Well, no, I'm good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask for a refund because I enjoyed that too much." Cool. Uh, but yeah, I did really enjoy that movie. Um, there's, I mean, he's basically good in everything. Um, like, um, what's the one? That's the what, what I'm thinking of. The one that's based on um, David Bowie and Iggy Pop. Oh, um, when he still had his snaggletooth. Yes. Um, I, I, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, off the like top glam of my head. or something uh yeah yeah uh looking it up right now great content uh i know it's bad when was it when did it come out uh early 90s late 80s early 90s late 80s he's not that much older than us he's only 45 years old oh really yeah oh maybe Um, maybe mid 90s mid 90s was it? Uh, m- no, it wasn't Metroland. Put my glasses on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking. Was it post American Psycho? No, it was definitely before. Are you saying it's the right actor? Oh, it's absolutely him. I know it's him. Uh, uh, Velvet Goldmine. Yeah, yeah Velvet that, Goldmine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Um, interesting. I need to watch that. I haven't seen it. Interesting story about that film. Okay, um, with Christian Bale. Uh, and I don't know to what degree this is true. Uh, can we spread rumors? No, uh, sure. Uh, okay. I'm, wow, uh, the cast is incredible. Yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor, Tony Collette. 
Wow. Yeah. So in that film, Christian Bale uh, effectively plays a journalist, I believe. It's been a while since I've seen it. Okay. But he has a sex scene, I want to say with Ewan McGregor. It might be Jonathan Rhys Meyers. Um, Okay. And it's on a rooftop. And uh, they were filming it from another roof. And they didn't communicate that they were done filming the scene to them. So they supposedly just kept going for however long. And what? that's my one story wait, from wait, that wait. film. So they, they like, but was it like pretend sex or was it like? Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, they probably okay. had everything, you know, covered. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you no, normally would in a film. But like at the same time, like, you know, that's the fun story that, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you see the film like in college and all your friends are like, hey, you got to see this film. You're like. Okay, and that's the one thing that uh, that they always bring up. And you, like you and McGregor was the, like the lead in that. Mm-hmm. Eh, it was a big time for you and McGregor. It was. He was. He was. You know, on fire. And uh, he's having a resurgence. He right really now. is. Yeah. I don't know. I like you and McGregor. He's great. He is except good. in the prequels. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, he tried. Yeah, he, I mean, th- this was around the same time as he was in the prequels. Was yeah. He was making this movie, and they're like. Yeah, that's our young Obi Wan Kenobi right there having uh, sex with uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, it's uh, you know, he he took a he made he made his choices. Hey, you know, and uh, I I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, I I would still have to say my favorite Christian Bale movie is American Psycho. It's a great film. It, it really like, is. It, it's so like such a fun character and mm-hmm. such a like a jarring like. It was like the first movie kind of to like do the breaking of the fourth wall since like Ferris Bueller kind of right. deal. And like it was it's such a like fun like thing. Like you know, it, it's one of those things that like predicts like what the culture is going to be like today, you know. He's like that uh I don't know. I I I hate that it's written by Brett Easton Ellis who's a big right. like asshole. Yeah. But I mean it's a it is a good, you know, that and the book you know, it's a great, you know, it's a great take on the capitalist, you know, 80s, you know, greed uh, oh, culture. So fun know? story about that film that I mm-hmm. recently learned. Leonardo DiCaprio was originally supposed to play really? Patrick Bateman. Really? And I'm like, I wonder what that'd be like. And then I thought, oh, it would have been The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I've already 100%. seen that movie. Yeah, you've, you've already <laughs> seen, it would have been The Wolf of Wall Street with a little... More murder. Yeah, a little bit more murder. Exactly. <laughs> like, if The Wolf of Wall Street, if he was just, like, killing people in that movie, that's that's American Psycho. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's like, a... those two movies are very similar they when you really think are. about it. Because he, he does the breaking of the fourth wall thing and yeah. Wolf of Wall Street... They're both kind of like these charlatan characters, a lot of sex. It's the same thing. It's it really is. I mean, if you were to if you really, you know, you line them up together, you know, the there'd be more similarities than there are differences. But also like you think like back then like Leo was so young. Oh yeah. He that would have been a hard role. I think that would have been a really hard role for him to be able to do well. Yeah, cuz like back then like he was like not Titanic age but slightly older. Mhm. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's you know now he's he's filled in his shoulders. Yeah, um, that's you know like his, you know he's the dad bod. Uh, yeah, you know uh, primal or prime. He's dad yeah. bod prime. Uh, but uh, he, the, he looks manly yeah. now. He, he does. Like, he lo- looks more masculine. He's like I don't know. I I saw uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this yeah. summer, and like yeah, he finally like looks like that. Right. But it took till now. Exactly. Yeah. He it took time for his body to like 
become comfortable with itself. I feel like Christian Bale looks a lot older than he is too. Yeah. Oh, like when I when I found out he's only like forty five, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. I oh. feel like he's been around forever. Yeah. He he basically just packs it in his uh, his work schedule. He just is back to back, you know, films. You know, that, that ages you, I guess. It does, and I mean, and also the, all the work that he's put into it. You know, even when he was a kid, you know, um, you know, he was he was working as much as he could, and then, you know, when he really went like full tilt of like I am going to become these characters, you know, just the machinist to Batman. That's, you know, starving yourself for however long he did, you know, six months or whatever. Then gain, <laughs> then getting on steroids, gaining eighty pounds. Yeah, I'm just like looking at like his filmography around then, um, because like it's funny. Before he did the Machinist, he did the the ripoff movie of uh, the Matrix called Equilibrium. Oh yeah, I've seen that film. That is sure a film. I'm I'm, I'm I think we need to talk about it for a brief second of yeah. like how nuts that movie is and it's how so nuts. It, it it's like what. Wh- I guess, yeah, everyone wanted to make their film like this one. Right. But, like, also, like, ooh, Christian Bale, you've already done American Psycho. And, like, oh. Well, he does gun foo. So, you know, yeah. it's, he's got he's got everything he needs in that. He does gun foo. He has a katana. He cuts off a person's face just very digitally. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it, it, it's funny because, like, people say, like, it's an underrated film. I'm like, no, it's completely rated what should be. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. It is like, oh, you have some interesting ideas that are done better by other films. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it is It is a weird amalgamation of sci-fi tropes. Yeah, I'm, like, looking at his films, too. He doesn't – Yeah. He hasn't done a lot of bad ones since. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's done a lot of good ones. Like, yeah, he's he's become more discerning when you know because I think that was around the time he was oh, just trying to get in. This is the one I wanted to talk about. Oh, for sure. Exodus: Gods and Kings, oh, where so- he played Moses. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> was he the voice of Moses? No, no, he live played action? Moses. It was directed by Ridley Scott. Oh, that one, yeah. Oh, I, I'm so glad I remembered to bring this up before we end the show because uh Woo. Yeah, that's uh Oh yeah. Yeah, wasn't that the one did he get uh Yeah, Joel did... Edgerton played Pharaoh. Okay. Yeah, cuz I remember yeah. I I remember the uh the eyeliner from that film yes. out of everything if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it, it totally makes sense. This is such a bad movie. Let's see what it's got on Rotten Tomatoes cuz I remember this being hot garbage. Because I always wanted to see, like, a new, like, Exodus story. Because you, you have, like, the original Ten Commandments. Right. And um, you're, like, waiting for the new Passover movie. Exactly. And, well, that's the thing. They always want to do gritty reboots of Bible stories. And it's just, like... Oh, there's been some real bad ones. Oh, so, so like, bad. Uh, what was it? The, the one, the, the Jonah's Ark one. Uh, the... Uh, Noah? The, no, Noah's Ark. Yeah, yeah, it was... Oh. I think it was just Noah. It was, a. Uh, um, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. It was directed by uh, what's his name? Uh, Requiem for a Dream. Uh, uh, I, I don't recall. Yeah, the, the the director of Requiem for a Dream, uh, the dark guy. Anyways, it was real bad. Yeah, um, it was. It was not very great. Uh, wow. Okay, so this movie may have broken even, may have not. Uh, I'm looking at Exodus: Gods and Kings. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a thirty. Which is higher than I thought it would get. 
Wow. 30% of people liked it. I, 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 you know, it's still a rotten movie, but yeah. like, I, I'm surprised like a good like third of people thought this movie was okay. That's a, I just want to say that's a lot of white people. Yeah, no, playing Egyptians. Yep. Ben Kingsley as Nun. Joel Edgerton as Ramses. John Turturro as Seti. Wow, Sigourney Weaver was in this. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Aaron Paul, you know? Yeah, it, it, like, it's a great cast. There, there, there's a lot. Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, glad he was working. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn now also can play Egyptian. Yep, he can. I mean, he can do any villainous character is really what he can do. I mean, I love me some Ben Mendelsohn, but, like, <laughs> look at he this He is cast. as Anglo as they come. This cast is so white. So white. And oh. what's what's interesting is I think it's not too long after that that – um. Uh, the guy from Game of Thrones uh, did the like Gods and Kings movie where he was it was like the Egyptian like what is that movie it was like uh, the, no it was like a uh, Roman uh, Roman gods what, no I think against? I think I think I know the one you're talking about the one where the guy has like the golden eye yeah he's got the golden yeah. eye yeah and, and they the, got the ins- gods like bleed gold yeah and uh, yeah they got in so much you know they got so much blowback from it but like. It's, well, it's it's a it's a pretty consistent thing. That, I, I think it's because Ridley Scott directed this. Yeah, and like he has so much like clout and like goodwill behind him. Mm-hmm. But like, man, wow, Christian Bale as Moses. One of these days, I'm gonna watch this film and just be like, oh, how long is it? It's whoa, that's a long movie. Yeah, that 142 is. minutes. And they and they there were cuts to that. Yeah, there was uh, stuff that he had to fight to keep in, and stuff he agreed to k- take out. I guarantee it. Wow, who played Aaron? No one played Aaron. Oh, that that's so disappointing. Did they cut that character from the movie? Aaron is uh, Moses's brother. The yeah. o- the only reason why I know this is because it's my name. Yeah, <laughs> the most famous Aaron. Um. All right. So that's enough about Exodus, gods <laughs> and kings. Let's talk a little bit about you, Matt. What do you have going on these days? Uh, yeah, I uh, I just got done uh, with this year's run of uh, my sketch show, Infinite Sketch, uh, which is fantastic. It's based off the writing style of David Foster Wallace. Um, and so we're coming back with that in February. Otherwise, i uh, going to be doing shows all over the place. Uh, and then uh, at QED on December 18th, I have my show, The Store's Objection where uh, I sit on stage with comedians and cross-examine and fact-check them. Uh, and uh, our theme is miracles. So wait, so you cross-examine and fact-check comedians like their set? Or? Yeah, okay. during their set, I inter- like I interrupt them and fact-check them and ask them questions. If their set is going poorly, I make sure the audience is behind them by directly asking the audience if they support them. Wow. Uh, <laughs> This, uh, this sounds so scary for the comedian. It is. It is pretty scary. Uh, uh, I've had. Uh, I've been doing the show for years. Uh, originally started in Phoenix, and uh, it was uh, known as one of the shows that like people would be so excited to get booked on, but then the day of the show, they would start freaking out. Um, it's like, what is he gonna do? Yeah, what is he gonna do to us? And it's like, don't worry. Like, I give you topics to write about. Just do research. Write new material. And if it goes bad, it'll be fun for the audience because, like, you will get frustrated, you know? It's almost kind of like 
uh, this show in a way where like I have my like set of notes, right? And like sometimes like people will like there, there's some few things that I will like correct people on, right? Like if they say I have no kids, I'm like actually you have two kids, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is like commonly known stuff, I'm like, right? Oh those kids aren't, and then they'll be like oh those kids aren't mine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then and that's the thing. And, then, and it, it becomes a new bit. Exactly. It's and it's just being flexible and open to it being a bit and uh you know being able to you know recognize like okay, yeah, this isn't going great. Okay, but cool. Let's Oh, he just he just asked the audience if they like me. Okay, well, let's react to that, you know. But you, 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 there's a quantifiable if they like me or not. Well, not necessarily like it's mostly like uh so there was always a uh, you know, there's always the predisposition of comedians, uh, especially stand-up comedians, to be kind of negative or take stuff to too dark of a place. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I would start doing is, like, I know they're going to, you know, bring up, you know, self-deprecation or, like, uh, a self-hate or anything like that. I would bring pamphlets uh, for, like, self-help groups and, like, therapy <laughs> and give them to them during, the sh- oh, during no. their set. <laughs> Um, because it's like, you're doing this, like, I know at least one person is going to do it every show. Of course. Um, and the people that were like, oh, and then they, it's like, you know, they can uh, work yeah, with no, that. It's, it's interesting. Cause like, it sounds like there's a lot of improv involved. Yeah, it really is. Um, and you know, just being able to recognize it and just go from it. Um, you know, and it, you know, coming from a place of support, even though it is kind of a adversarial dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're like right on stage with yeah. them, right there. Yeah, right behind do you, them. Do you have like a laptop? You're looking up facts, or uh, I have my phone. Um, I typically just do a bunch of research on whatever topics I gave them. Okay. Um, and then just the topic, uh, you know, the theme in general. Um, usually comedians will read the first paragraph on Wikipedia. I found uh, of uh, the of the topic. Yeah, the topic. If it is you know something that can be. Oh no! Like you said, the next subject is miracles. Yeah, that feels a little more like abstract. It is. So, but what I'll do is I'll give everybody four topics that are you know two that are concrete that mm-hmm. they can do research on. Okay. Uh, one that is like just a effectively like a setup. Um, you know, like a miracle is being able to peel an orange. You know, interesting. Some, something weird, yeah. you know, like that, that they will be confused reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the fourth one will either be, um, you know, either, you know, uh, it'll usually be based on what I know about the person and be like, okay, maybe this will connect to some of their material that they already have. So they'll be a little bit more flex, uh, more comfortable with this topic. And so they can use that as like a branching off point or jumping off point to get into it and be comfortable. Or it'll be something just completely random um, and, you know, just go from there. So it, it tends to work out well yeah. uh, when, when it works well. And when it doesn't work well, it's fantastic. Oh, of course, because that's when you can, like, kind of dig your feet in and, like, be like, hey, this is not what we talked about. Right. And, yeah. you know, they can they can and they can. That's another thing. They can roast me on the the odd nature of the topics. Yeah, too. Well, it just it's just. Seems fun because it's like, it's like predetermined. You're a heckler, right? Exactly, exactly. And if they can work with a heckler, they can they can work with me because I'm course. there. I'm there to help you, even though I'm heckling. Of course. All right. And uh, next date for this, you said is uh, December eighteenth. 
December 18th. Very cool. And if anyone wanted to find your dates and details, where could they find all those? Uh, yeah, it's uh, storescomedy.com, S-T-O-R-R-S, comedy.com. Um, and then on all social platforms, uh, it's MT Stores, S-T-O-R-R-S, like an empty store. Very cool. Well, you can follow us on Instagram at yesandiam. I'll post a picture of me and Matt there so you can follow him that way. Also, if you are around on uh, November 19th, uh, my sketch team, Main Squeeze, has our last show of the season. I have a nice little fun parody song at the end of the show. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a really good show to tie up the season. And I would love to see you all there. Thank you for listening again, and we will see you all next time.